Pastor Xavier Reese with this simple truth regarding evangelism and the role of the church. The Great Commission is believed by some to be the great suggestion, but it's not. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. The word go is a participle implying action. And it could be translated as you go in your going. In other words, there was never any doubt about going. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Our gifts and offerings for God's work are important, but that's just the beginning. And unfortunately, that's where it ends for most Christians. But today, Pastor Xavier takes us back to one of the most important goals for the church in a message titled, The Church and Her Vision, the last of our Simple Truths series of studies on the nature of the church. We come to the final study in our series on the nature of the church, the church and her vision. We might look at vision in two ways. Our general vision, what is revealed in the scriptures about the absolute need of preaching salvation to the lost, general vision. Secondly, you have special vision, how God will do it. The open doors, the methods that God will use in honor in reaching the contemporary world. And so the church with her vision is threefold. First, vision for the local church. Second, vision for the community. Third, vision for the world. Three simple steps. Let's begin here with vision for the local church. This is the foundation for the following two. To have vision, first of all, for people to know God personally, and not just knowledge. Very important. There's a big difference. The invitation of salvation is but the beginning of spiritual life. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, as you know, in John 3, verse 3 through 5. You must be born again. You will never see the kingdom of God. That's just the beginning. It comes through the preaching of the word. The transformation after initial salvation then follows a life process in their spiritual journey to know Jesus personally more and more. I am predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son of God, Romans 8, 29. If there's no transformation and confirmation and of predestination, simple. I am to know Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith, Hebrews 12, 2. I am to know Jesus is my Lord for my defense when I fall into sin, through weakness, whatever it may be. If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me of our sins. In 1 John 1, 9. 2.1 says, my little children, I write these things that you do not practice sin, but when you stumble and fall, you have Jesus Christ the righteous, the advocate for the defense, to keep me in fellowship with God. But also to have vision for people to be equipped and trained for the work of the ministry. Jesus did it for the 12 disciples as he discipled them for three and a half years, sending them out. Matthew 10, 1, Acts 1, 8. He says, Terry in Jerusalem, to you be doing a power from on high, and they would be witnesses to him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Paul and Barnabas did it for the saints at Antioch for an entire year in Acts eleven twenty six. 26. 
equipping, training for the work of ministry. Paul discipled Timothy, as you know, Acts 16.3. He traveled with Paul. He was with him in his missionary journeys. And Jesus gave gifts unto men for this purpose. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers in Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Dr. Livingston, great explorer and Christian pioneer, wrote in one, of, one magnificent sentence, listen, I will go anywhere provided it be forward. This begins with the individual believer knowing Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior personally. It begins and it never stops. You go forward. Vision for the church is essential or the church will dry up. Secondly, is vision for the community then because it begins with us. You can't give what you don't have, right? It's like the measles. You got to have them before you can give them. Vision for the community. The first century church, as you know, was a community-concerned church, conscious that they were the hope of a dying people. Vision for the community. First, to exemplify the life of Christ, not just a group of moral or self-righteous people. Very important. Exemplify the life of Christ. Being an example of the believer in word and conduct and in love and spirit and faith and in purity, 1 Timothy 4.12. Recognizing that we are the salt of and light of the earth for our generation, Matthew 5.13 and 14. If God tarries, our children will be the light and salt to the next generation. Salt purifies and preserves. Light dispels darkness and guides. Communicating that we are sinners as they, saved by the grace of God, no one can work for their salvation. No one's excluded for salvation. All come by the same way, by grace, through faith. And all are forgiven exactly the same, all they've ever done. Also to meet practical needs as God leads and provides. The church has always met physical needs such as food and clothing uh, whenever possible throughout history. The church has always been involved in the care of the less fortunate, orphans, elderly. But a church that understands her primary vision and responsibility will never allow these things to replace the priority of the gospel. But all these things come alongside the gospel. You understand? Too many churches become humanitarian organizations and they feed and clothe and visit the uh, orphans but they don't preach the gospel you're not a church then you're a humanitarian organization you never allow those physical things to replace the gospel the gospel goes first and then because we have compassion we bring along some things that can help but we never replace the gospel we help materially because we have compassion for the lost and we demonstrate the love of Christ. There's a delicate balance. The gospel must not be lost by material things for God has set the agenda for the church. Their spiritual needs first. Going to the people, giving the word of God to the people. Missions begin the first step outside this church. 
The first step outside the church building, missions begins. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. F.B. Meyer said, quote, The church which is not a missionary church will be a missing church when Jesus comes. I like that. The church is made up of sinners, as you know. None of us are perfect. But there is a vast difference between our life now in Christ than what it was before. The church is to be contemporary in her evangelism to the community with the good news of the gospel. We need to use the familiar places when we first come to Christ. We're closer to the world to reach friends and peers. When you first come to Christ, your friends are there, your family members are there, you've got close connection. The minute I got born again, I started sharing with my friends, family, everything. Peter and John went down to the temple and they reached out to the lame man in Acts 3. They always went to the temple. So I guess, say, what do they do? They go to the temple. <laughs> go preach Christ Jesus to those that are lost. We need to be obedient to the leading of God, even in hostile places. I remember we were escorted by the Federales in Mexico out of Puebla in the mid-80s <laughs> for preaching the gospel. In Guatemala, just at the end of the war, we were going through the villages and the jungle there and doing concert and outreach, administering the gospel, and um, a group left one night, uh, and then the next uh, evening, that entire village was massacred during the war. We've gone to the island of Mindanao when it was hostile. They were killing pastors. We had to fly in on a military plane and sign our names off in case anything happened. But again, you go only if God directs you. You don't just go to show off or anything. You go because God leads you and opens the doors, and you know he wants you to go. Stephen preached in the synagogue of the freedmen, and it cost him his life in Acts chapter 6 and 7. God led him, the first martyr of the church. We need to be ready to go some distance if God is leading and opening the doors then. Philip went down to Samaria to preach to the eunuch from Ethiopia in Acts 8. Now he was there, Samaria, revival going on. God says, leave it here and go out there. He was obedient. This includes old friends, relatives, anyone who comes your way. Obedience. In the mid-90s, I went to a wedding for the daughter of one of my old friends. And there um, I and another friend ran into a friend that we hadn't seen for years. And we were able to minister the gospel. I hadn't seen him in 25 years. And we were able to give a witness of our life, what God had done. Through the years, we have done Bible studies in various places, like the offices of Fannie Mae, a town Pasadena here. Bonds, grocery stores, colleges, high schools, homes. I did a Bible study for 20 years uh, for Pasadena for the uh, firemen and the policemen. It took us 17 years to go through the Bible. And then we began through it again the last three years. Giving opportunity for people where they can hear the word of God. Night, day, evening, different places, whatever it may be. Don't be like the man in the pool of Bethesda. 
You remember him in John 5, where he wanted to get in the pool, but people would step over and he couldn't get in there? And Jesus healed him, and he went away. Knowing how frustrating it was trying to be healed and not being able to, he should have gone back to the pool, picked somebody up, and put him in. God saves us. God doesn't work in us. And what do we do? We just walk away? No, we need to reach out to others and minister the gospel. The kingdom's not all about me, trust me. (laughs) Vision for the community is crucial, or the church will become a social club, an absolute social club. Third is vision for the world. The New Testament church is our pattern as she reached out to the Gentiles. First, to be involved in mission support financially, but not in the traditional way of supporting individuals by their letters to go out into the mission field. We don't do that. We believe and have seen God raise up the national people to be pastors of the churches in their countries, becoming self-directed, self-supported, self-propagated. I think the American church has made a mistake by sending missionaries and only paying their way and everything else, as I'll share some stuff here. God is able to raise up men and women in other countries. We may come alongside to encourage them to lay a foundation, but let's get out of there and turn the church over to them so that God can use them on their level. Very important. A church that neglects missions financially and uses all of their funds for their home base will dry up. Calvary Chapel Pasadena monthly sets aside 10% of all the tithes to be used outside of the home base. But we always exceed it. (laughs) We have been financially involved in places like Chile, the Philippines, China, Colombia, just to mention a few. The Philippians, remember, stood behind Paul. Philippians 4.10, they sent him a couple of offerings. Paul never took up an offering. Paul never sent letters. The only offering that Paul took up was for the poor saints of Jerusalem. Okay? We have been part of pastors' conferences, as you know, and crusades in different places, Chile, Colombia, Mexico, New Zealand, Tonga, Japan, Scotland, Russia, Spain, and other places. We're constantly doing medical outreaches, as you know, in Rosarita, Ensenada, Vizcaíno in Mexico, Nicaragua. In July, we have a great opportunity to be praying about it. We may be able to go to Istanbul to teach some of the leaders they're bringing out of Iran to train them so they go back into Iran to preach the gospel. What an incredible opportunity. We're praying. We're asking God's leading, directing. We're involved in the Spanish ministry, as you know, as always have been through tapes. Now it's CDs. Almost 31 years. We have received letters from Cuba, Panama, Peru, Chile, Colombia, throughout Mexico. In 1995, a pastor in Michigan called me and uh, told me that he was playing the the Spanish studies over the radio and God was blessing them that if I mind I go I don't care do whatever you want with them that's God's ministry it's God's word now all of this is done by the body at Pasadena everything that goes on here is through the love offerings that come from your heart 
And we have been so blessed by God that we believe this more blessed to give than to receive. And so when we're on the radio, we don't beg. We don't say we appreciate your prayerful support. We don't even give that hint. We take one offering here, and that takes care of radio, missions, everything. And God has taken care of us. But also to go into the world to make Christ known. The Great Commission is believed by some to be the great suggestion, but it's not. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. The word go is a participle along with baptizing and teaching, implying action. And it could be translated as you go in your going. In other words, there was never any doubt about going. The Great Commission is based on the model of Jesus who was sent by the Father to the world. John 17, 18, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Jesus is the greatest missionary that has ever lived. He left eternity to come to this sinful world. And he gave his life for the world. The Apostle Paul was sent out by the Holy Spirit along with Barnabas, not by the church or by man. Acts 13, 2. The Holy Spirit says, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work of the ministry which I have called them. Paul reached out to the Gentiles in Asia, as you know, even though the Jews opposed him in his first missionary journey, Acts 13 and 14. He reached out the area of Greece, brought the gospel into Europe in his second missionary journey, Acts 16, 17, and 18. And he reached out to the city of Ephesus for three and a half years, was the pastor in his third missionary journey, Acts 19, 20, and 21. Paul said, woe to me if I preach not the gospel, 1 Corinthians 9, 16. But also to provide opportunity for others to go. God sent his only son, as I said, the greatest missionary, to this dark world because he loved us, John 3, 16. We go because the love of Christ constrains us. The church of Antioch agreed with God's calling of the mission, affirming the call, Acts 13, 1 through 3. I have never sent anybody out. If God calls you, we pray for you. Let us know what God does. If I send you, then you think I'm responsible for you. I'm not responsible for you. <laughs> you go to God. Too many send themselves. Others are sent by their churches, and still others are sent by their denominations. The only calling and sending that will be effective is if the Holy Spirit calls you and sends you. Then you'll be effective. The evidence will be that they go, depending on God, and not begging or waiting until they can raise their funds before they go. Paul didn't say, all right, but let me raise some funds before I go. He went. And he worked. Nothing wrong with that. If God guides, he provides, and sometimes it's through work. A tent ministry. Paul and Barnabas returned and shared all that God had done in their first missionary journey there in Acts 14. They were excited about what God had done. If God has called you and sent you to go, don't ask anybody to support you. You go to God. And if God's in it, you should be the first to know. If God's not in it, God help the people. Because then you'll put the pressure on the people to support your ministry rather than God, giving evidence that he's behind the ministry. 
Too many national pastors and missionaries are made spiritually blind, deaf, and paralyzed because all that an American church does is send a check. They don't have to pray, seek the Lord. They just go to their P.O. box. You have to depend upon God. Your perspective is going to be a little different. (laughs) Your attitude is going to be a little different. Paul gave an opportunity to Silas to go out with him in the second missionary journey, if you remember, in Acts 15, 40. Paul took Timothy into the mission field, grooming him for the work and the glory of God. And they were prohibited from preaching, remember, in Mysia and Bithynia. In Acts 16, 6 through 15, man of Macedonia, the vision, led them into Europe, Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea. God was directing and guiding. Today, people are dependent on their mission boards, on a pastor laying hands on them, on people giving them money. The book of Acts says that God directed, God sent. They looked to him, not to man. Are we to say that God doesn't lead and direct his church the same way as in the book of Acts today? God help us. Epaphroditus was sent by the Philippians to minister unto Paul. He nearly died in the service, not thinking of himself, Philippians 2.25. Chosen men appointed to accompany the offering for Jerusalem in 2 Corinthians 8, 18-19, being blameless. President Roosevelt said, quote, Since becoming president, I have come to know that the finest of Americans we have abroad today are the missionaries of the cross. I am humiliated that I am not finding out until this late day the worth of foreign missions and the nobility of the missionary. Their testimony in China, for instance, during the war there, is beyond praise. Their courage is thrilling and their fortitude heroic. I've had the privilege to go to many parts of Mexico, San Salvador, Guatemala, Chile, as I said, Colombia, Germany, different places to preach the gospel. We sent two groups to China to take Bibles in the mid-80s. We smuggled Bibles in. We've done outreaches in San Felipe and in every places, and we evangelize in every way we can. Whatever God allows and whatever he opens up, and that's what we like to do, follow his lead. Wherever it is we go, we go knowing that God is going before us. If God is not going before us, directing us, we don't go. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, as um, these doors are opening up over um, Istanbul uh, for ministering to some of these um, Iranian leaders. Matthew 9, 37, 38, Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. Vision for the world is not an option, but a commission. And so the church must have vision for these three areas, or it will become a social institution without a message and powerless. Vision for the church is essential or the church will dry up. Vision for the community is crucial or the church will become a social club. Vision for the world is not an option, but a commission. 
the nature of the church. What an incredible and very clear, specific identity it has within the scriptures. Let's not confuse it. Let's know what it's to be. And then we will be doers of exactly that. Pastor Xavier Reese with a threefold clarion call for the church. And you can request a copy of today's challenging study, The Church and Her Vision. It's available on CD for just $4. Now, the title to ask for once again is The Church and Her Vision, or simply mention today's date when you write. And here's where to address your request. Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please be sure and include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This information is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths right here next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 